You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. This is called Pirate Radio. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? You run around this city like it's your damn shooting gallery. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? You act like it's a playground. You beat up the bullies with your fists. You throw them in jail. Everybody calls you a hero, right? And then a month, a week, a day later, they're back on the streets doing the yeah. same goddamn so, thing. So you just put them in the morgue. You goddamn right, I do. One chooses to walk the way of the Mandalore. You are both hunter and prey. This is the way. This is the way. The Force will be with you. Always. Be bold. Be brave. Courageous. Black alert. It's called Pirate Radio. We a refuge for great geeks, cause round here we don't get geek. We don't care for the hate speech. That's why we ain't mainstream. So we linked up on the same team. No heights we can't reach. We are fan, we're hearts true. If you feel the same, sing along too. Say great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge, great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. It's like, yeah, uh, no, action news. And now, your host, Mike Lutzberg. I'm totally gonna use that, too. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of At The Diner, the flagship podcast of the GGR Pirate Radio Network. My name is Mike Lunsford. I am one of your hosts of this wonderful podcast. I'm also the editor-in-chief of our website. It's greatgeekrefuge.com. If you have been following the Wheel of Time series on Amazon Prime, our very own Chelsea House has every single episode uh, a review and a recap if you want to check those out. It's right there on the website uh, for your reading pleasure. On this episode of the podcast, we are going to be talking about what is easily the biggest movie of 2021 and 2022 so far. I mean, it's only seven days, eight days in now, but still, like, it has been an absolute runaway success, uh, and that is Spider-Man No Way Home. Joining me at the diner, as always, I have my two stalwart co-hosts. I have Mr. MC Brooks and I have Mr. James Rambo. We also have our valued guest, Miss Katie Tantalo. We are gonna talk about No Way Home. We're jumping right into this, um, just off the bat. Like, let's let's just get right into this. Um, I enjoyed this more than I thought I would. And I know that sounds weird because everybody's like, well, why wouldn't you have enjoyed this movie, Mike? Well, I expected it to be a jumbled mess. I really did. There was too much that they were trying to cram into this. I thought it was going to be a movie that was just like, there's so much we're trying to cram into two, two and a half hours, and there's going to be stuff left out, and it's not going to make a cohesive story. It's going to be kind of like Star Wars uh, Rise of Skywalker, just so much going on and so much fan service and, and it not really working because it's it's just too overbloated. I was wrong. I, I think the story was, was fun. It was creative. It was... Um, very Avengers Endgame-esque in the sense that, like, there was a ton of fan service. And because of that, um, a lot of the nostalgia strings that they pulled, maybe on a second watch, a third watch, I might notice things that didn't work as well. But that first viewing, because I've only seen it once, that first viewing had me walking away from that movie really, really satisfied. And I couldn't really find any major fault in it at first upon discussion, and we'll get into that. 
Um, there were some things, but overall, like I, I thought the movie was was it was better than I had hoped. And I and I know everybody else on the internet, everybody else in the world was like, this is gonna be the most amazing movie that's ever happened ever. I didn't expect that. And I walked away very, very pleased. I thought this was the best Spider-Man that I've seen Tom Holland play, and I've loved him so far. And like, first off, spoilers, big time. So many fucking spoilers if you haven't seen this movie yet. Um, the fact that like they revealed the villains. We knew that the villains were gonna be in it. We weren't 100% sure about Garfield and Maguire. Yes, I know the internet spoils everything, I get that, but it wasn't 100% confirmed that that was gonna happen. Seeing them and the reveals of their characters was super satisfying. Um, again, yeah, I walked away from this very, very, very happy with this movie. Um, again, we're gonna go to, no, actually there's a strategy this time. Um, <laughs> let's start with you, I'm Mr. So Rambo. You, Mike. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I want to start with Mr. Rambo. Um, Professor, give us your thoughts on this. Tell me what you thought. We'll go to MC and then our guest, uh, Miss Tantalo. She will describe her feelings on the movie as well. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed the shit out of that movie. Uh, I've seen it twice. Um, I, I, <laughs> I, much like you were talking about, you know, we, we all kind of, thought that uh, uh you know the previous spiders men would be appearing um but didn't fully know until we saw the movie uh unless you had fucking news outlets sharing articles about it um that's fun that was really enjoyable getting to see that before i watched the movie um that's what really pisses me off about it is it wasn't even like someone I knew or like a stranger on the internet did it. It was, it popped up in my fucking news feed, like the literal news feed of like, you know, here are some articles that might interest you. I'm like, you fucking assholes. Um, but you know, it, it wasn't, it wasn't like a, a huge shock or anything. We were pretty, we were all pretty positive that was going to happen. Um, I thought, you know, Everybody's performances were on point. Um, yeah, I can just sit here and gush about this uh, uh, pretty thoroughly. Um, the short version is that I just I was really pleased with the way they handled it. I thought that the um, the the reset of the status quo at the end of the movie was a really interesting surprise and. Um, does some interesting things in terms of like how we're going to see Spider-Man uh, going forward. Um, I think all you Iron Man Jr. fucking whiners can shut the fuck up now um, <laughs> because, hey, guess what? It's not happening anymore. Um, so just, just stop. Just stop. Just, just knock it off. Um, I, the, I mean, the things I didn't like were stuff like I thought the movie kind of dragged for the first 20 or 30 minutes, mostly because, and this is totally understandable, but you have to set up like who all of the villains are um, because yeah, they're from movies that are anywhere from five to 15 or 20 years old. Um, I, uh, what else? There was something else that bugged me about it. Oh, Jamie Foxx is just playing Jamie Foxx. Mm -hmm. like, that wasn't great, but you know, whatever. Um, I also, wasn't his, really... his character didn't know at any point who Spider-Man was. So it's kind of <laughs> an odd inclusion, <laughs> given that fact. That is a very good point. 
fucking breaking their own rules, man. Um, but yeah, no, I was I was very thoroughly pleased with it, um, and I'm very curious to see what they're going to be doing going forward. Like this is one of those times where the MCU has done a, done a thing where I'm like, I don't I don't know what your next step is going to be. That's exciting. Uh, so yeah, I, I dug the shit out of it. I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing it again. And there's like a lot of little details and stuff like, um, and I, I will definitely pat myself on the back in, in terms of being like, I've talked to a couple of people and no one else noticed this. So I was like, Oh, well, I guess I'm paying better attention. Um, <laughs> when, when Peter is knocked into his astral form and Dr. Strange keeps trying to take the, the box away from him and like his body keeps moving, you can see the like spidey sense lines around his head they're very faint oh, but they're there nice they're like the little swirl kind of uh, uh spidey sense lines there it, it, it's around his astral form so like his spidey sense is, is currently active even though he's not in his own body um yeah i thought that was fucking cool but yeah no, i mean like i, like I said I, I could keep going about various things but overall uh, uh yeah i enjoy the shit out of it yeah, um, I didn't. I didn't notice that at all. That's awesome, though. Um, yeah, the Spidey sense. Um, I, before MC, before you jump into yours, I wanted to talk about like one of the things that I thought was really great about this movie that I, I had just remembered. Um, it was not so much the big, the big set pieces. The big set pieces were good, as uh, you know, obviously, uh, for a movie it needs to be. But it was the little things, honestly, that I enjoyed the most. So, like, for instance, um, when they're on, and I've affectionately referred to it as the Capture of Liberty. Um, <laughs> when, nice. <laughs> when they're all on the Capture of Liberty and they're just, like, talking, like, just having, like, this really, really, like, emotional conversation about the burden of being Spider-Man. And, like, at one point, I, I want to say it was McGuire says to Garfield, he's like, hey, man, don't do the negative self-talk. That's not good. <laughs> I was like, this is beautiful. Like the, the, the spider men's the spider peoples are having this like awesome, like therapy session. And like, um, McGuire is like, man, do you find your back just hurts all the time? And he's like, yeah, totally. And they like pop each other's back. I was like, yeah, this is, this, this was awesome. Um, there's other, other moments we'll talk about later, but like in that particular, that, that little scene, I really, really enjoyed the way that they handled that. Um, MC, uh, give us your takeaways on, uh, on, uh, no way home. It is very rare that, you know, when the internet builds hype for something that it actually lives up to that hype. And like we discussed, we discussed this a ton, I feel like uh, over the course of last year when there were just rumors about who and what could pop up and what could happen in No Way Home. Because, you know, for, for a large stretch of last year, we, we didn't really know much of anything about the movie still. Like we hadn't gotten the trailer um, we had gotten some casting announcements for for villains, but like, we didn't we didn't know for sure until they officially you know they they officially made the announcements. Um, but mu much like with you know Infinity War and Endgame, you know there were just rumors popping out every week, you know seemingly building up the hype. And I think we were all in agreement that there's no way this movie is going to live up to people's expectations, like regardless of what it does. Like there's no way it's going to do that. Yeah. And uh, you know. The internet got it right <laughs> for once. It it for me, you know, it it totally lived up to, you know, whatever like whatever expectations I did have for the movie, it it it, it exceeded them. 
Like I, I agree with Rambo about like the first like twenty minutes or so, but I, even then I was still like I was still like very much into because yeah. it, it was only ten minutes into the movie when Matt Murdock of all people showed, yeah. shows up on screen, you know, and, and they treat, I love how they treated it. it was such a, it was such a casual thing like oh no, he's just here you know just a regular regular old lawyer, uh, you know for Peter and and, and whatnot. Um, but th- this movie was was awesome, and like you know, people have been calling it Spider-Man Endgame, which I think is fair. But you know, like I'm I'm someone like I, I'm not someone who is like anti fan service or you know doing things, including moments that may not be necessary, but they're just like really fucking cool to see on screen. Yeah, like you know, like the the three Peters completely nerding out um when they were trying to figure out ways to cure the villains towards the end of the yeah. film or even like the very subtle times when they did the the spider-man pointing meme in the movie but it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't overt but like they 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 did it like in the scaffolding is one of the one of the, one of the places where they seemingly did it when they were trying to figure out because you know because they hadn't really worked together like on a team before aside from our from mcu peter I'm um, Avenger. Yeah. <laughs> Is that like a band or are you in a band? <laughs> <laughs> that was it, it was it was it was awesome. Um like I Tom Holland I mean Tom Holland was already my favorite of of the 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 Spider-Man and I think his performance here it it just completely cemented that I think to this point he is Probably he is the best depiction of live action Spider Man that that we've got to this point, and that's no shade to Andrew Garfield or Tobey Maguire's uh, films or their portrayals of Peter Parker or, or Spider Man, but Tom Holland just has this youthful energy about him, and like it, like w- when I watch him, like I I feel like I'm watching I'm watching Spider Man. I feel like like he is actually Peter Parker, like he's an actual like he's an actual person. And he he hit all like this film was like a, a huge emotional roller coaster. Like I, I you know I laughed, I was happy, I got excited, I got emotional, I cried, I was you know sad as fuck. I was like fuck, damn. Yeah. Like you know like it, it definitely took me through the gamut. But you know for me that's that's you know that's part of the mark. Like it reminded me of when I saw Endgame and like same ordeal. You know, you, I remember having all of, all, you know, going through all of the emotions, um, you know, being excited when when everyone came back in Endgame or in, in this in this movie's case, being excited when, oh, hey, Andrew Garfield. Oh, like it's confirmed. And then, and then Toby showing up looking like, you know, someone's uncle. Um, or you faster? Or you fat? Or you? Yeah, so like you faster? Uncle, Uncle Spider Man. <laughs> so like, that, that was that Peter and, B. Parker. We, <laughs> we talked about this a little bit uh, uh, um, out of the show, but like, Garfield had some of the best snark from any of the Spider Men. Oh, one thousand percent in this movie and in his movies as well. Yeah. Oh, one thousand percent. But yeah, like, because like, that's the thing—he's not trying to like be a dick. It's just natural. Like, he's, it just—I, I, I, I'm sorry, it just flows. Can't stop it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was so great. Yeah, like, and, and and like that. Uh, and like, like, there were so many moments in there uh, between the three, the three uh, Spider-Man, like. Uh, Toby telling Andrew, like, you're amazing, which, 
you know, yeah, kind of cheesy and definitely super fan servicey. But at the same time, I was like, I love this. It's it's total validation, and I felt like it was also Marvel kind of validating Andrew Garfield's films because yeah. I haven't I haven't seen them, but the world at large pretty much considers them like the worst superhero movies ever made. Balls, yeah. you know, they get, and they get crashed hard. <laughs> yeah, and like, like, you again, know, I, not disagreeing with what you're saying, saying that this is flat out not fucking true. Yeah, no. What I what I've seen of his films, I'm like, I, I don't see how this is like. No, this doesn't. This doesn't seem like it'd be bad. Um, maybe not the best, but I don't see. I don't. I don't see it being bad. Yeah. But I, but I, I did like that. You know, Marvel and you know the people behind the film kind of giving Andrew that validation, because you know you could tell that like in interviews after after you know his films that it definitely affected him. Like see like all of the the negativity surrounding his depiction and um his the the films that he did so i did i did like that i did think that was awesome um i, I i'll be honest too i i did think there was going to be a bit more dr strange in this movie like the, the the way that the um the marketing for this movie you know went like they really made it seem like dr strange was like going to be in large like in a large part of this film um i did like i did like what we got what we got with him and I did, I did think it was interesting too that they cut the scene that was in the promo material about Wong being like, "Don't cast that spell." But then you actually see the movie, and like, it, they, it wasn't there. That, that, it makes that me wonder, like, did they cut it, or was that always supposed to be a red herring? I, I I'm, I, I don't know. Because the, because the that that shot is there. Yeah. Like that sequence is there, but yeah, in the trailer, he's like, "Don't you do it." And in the movies, it's like fucking whatever. I got bigger fish to fry. Like, <laughs> which it wouldn't. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if it was if it was just a red herring because Marvel has done that before. Yeah. Like Hulk running through Hulk and the Avengers running through Wakanda in the promo film and the the promo material, but then in, in Infinity War that never happens. There's there's no scene of that. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, again, they they got to put these trailers together as fast as they possibly can because half the time like they get spoiled or like somebody leaks something, so they're like, shit, we got to put something together like now. Um, yeah. And then it not being the final cut. So I mean, like, who, who knows? Which, exactly. which is which is smart. I mean, they like stuff from No Way Home definitely leaked out a month a month before uh, the movie came out. I, I mean, and, and honestly, like, and I, I never talked about this with you guys last year, but like the internet was a buzz last summer because seemingly uh, footage of Andrew Garfield, like when they're on the scaffolding. And Andrew is like kind of bent down and looking up and, and talking to them, like that scene like leaked onto the internet over the summer last year, and the person who leaked it was like, oh, you know, they were like, oh no, this is real. And people were like, oh no, and so they there were all these there were all this material coming out, uh, you know, trying to figure out like what exactly he's mouthing, and then the person yeah. who leaked it, and then the person who leaked it was like, oh no, no, no. That's definitely Photoshop. I, you know, I deep faked it. You know, I use this, this, blah, blah, blah. And people were like, okay. But then like the week after that, people who actually use deep fake te- technology were like, oh no, we analyzed this. This is, no, this is not deep fake. Like this is, this is organic. Like this is organic, organically filmed stuff. I, there's a, a, a series of uh, videos I watched by uh, Quarter Crew. 
and they do like you know stuntmen react to various stunts they do mm-hmm. um uh cg artists react to cg like good and bad cg in movies and they and, you know they go through and they kind of analyze like you know what works and what doesn't and stuff like that and they've done specific one-off episodes where it'll be like okay there's this ufo footage well being uh, 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 computer artist, like, like digital artists, we're going to go through and tell you like how you could fake that, how you could do certain things and break things down. And they have an episode about that shot. And their ultimate conclusion is like, no, it's definitely fake. And it's making me wonder in retrospect, did Marvel contact them? And were they like, hey, we need you to, to, to throw people off the scent? Because right. there's been a couple people who all talk about that. Like, was there a conversation had um, where they're like, we want to, we want to encourage everybody uh, to 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 be like, hey, this didn't happen. This is bullshit. Um, or conversely, did I mean, we'll see like that that then ends up going down a real like conspiracy theory rabbit hole of like, did someone on the 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 film crew um the, did they actually composite that shot put that together and then leak that so they could then be like no no that's not real see no you, you see like like this sort of like not great fuzzy chroma key around yeah. his hair mm-hmm. yeah it's not real um i don't know like marvel plays a long game disney plays a long fucking game with these so oh yeah i don't know yeah so, I, I, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if that was if that ended up being the case yeah Agreed. Them really just trying to throw people off by by leaking something and being like, oh, no, it's definitely fake. It's the modern world, though. I mean, this is what they have to deal with now because they've built such a rabid following of these films that any information, any data, any shot is going to be leaked. So they have to be proactive about this. Otherwise, they're going to get not caught, but like they're going to get into situations like this where information is compromised. So, um, Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, well, uh, no, I, I mean, I pretty much covered everything I, I okay. wanted to say. I, I love the shit. I, I love the shit out of this movie. <laughs> I, so, uh, you know, I'm very excited for whatever they're going to do next with Spider-Man. Yeah. And, you know, that fucking suit at the end is uh, amazing. Yeah. Oh, it's so uh, good. I, so I don't know which. I don't I don't know what what their what their plans are for Spider-Man 4, but like inject that shit in my veins because I I <laughs> need to see what they're going to do next. I really want to see also, Tom in that suit. I'm also curious how the rules work for you know nobody knows Peter Parker's Spider-Man. Does that mean that the other Spider-Man go back to their universe and it's the same, or is it just universe specific? That's is it just a... that's I mean that's a that's a question, and we, the yeah. thing is we don't know. If Marvel will will ever address that, they yeah. don't really have a they don't really have a reason to, no. um, un- unless they you know unless they have reason to ever bring Toby and Andrew back <laughs> Secret Wars, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you know or or something like that. Well, then additionally though too, the other question that I have as well with this is like, so nobody knows that Peter Parker is Spider Man, right? Does that is that across the board of, for all of time, or is that only including those that are living? Because does Tony Stark, again, the memory of Tony Stark, does he know now know nothing about that? What I'm saying is, is like the old suit that he had, does that no longer work? Because all of the 
like passwords and shit were given to people. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. see, I think that like I don't think it. I don't think at all that it was like a like a magic altering of things. I think it was literally just a you don't remember this anymore. So anything yeah. like a digital footprint would still remain, which is something that kind of. Yeah, but then that becomes like, but then how does this kid have access to this thing? And yeah, so like I think yeah. like I think all of his passwords, I think his bank accounts still exist. I think that records of him going to school still exist. I think text conversations between him and other people would still exist. It's just they don't. They don't remember. know who he is. They don't remember him. Yeah. I think there's literally a book still on bookshelves called Flashpoint. That's all about him. That nobody remembers. See, like, I, my take on that is that the story changes to just being Spider-Man. I guess, it's, yeah, yeah like Spider-Man. It's not yeah. Flash talking about how, how he's friends with, with Spider-Man, who is Peter Parker. It's that Flash talking about how he's best friends with Spider-Man. I guess, but, like, my like literally my take on what that spell does was just human memory. So the already printed books would not have changed. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Nah, that's I don't point. think so. I disagree. I, I think it's... <laughs> Because, honestly, that ends up... I think that, that introduces more problems. Uh, it does. You're right. I think... I think... <laughs> I mean, put it this way. The, the the conversation that Happy and Peter have at the at the gravesite. How did you yeah. know her? I knew her through Spider-Man. No, yeah, because that's human memory. Because, like... Because... Well, well, can I can I, can I I talk about how I felt about the movie? Uh, well, I mean, obviously you segment, enjoyed it, right? Yeah. <laughs> I have been listening to everything you guys said, and for the most part, I agree with it. There were a lot of moments I liked, but I hated this movie, and I was so excited for it. And like, I, I watched it, and I was like, oh, this is a good Spider-Man movie. And then, like, I was in my living room cleaning after, and I was like, wait, what about this? And what about? I was like, I think I hated that movie. <laughs> like, it literally happened like that. I was like, wait, no, I think I hated that. And I did, <laughs> and I've now seen it twice. Um, and I, and it was, it, it had all the stuff you guys liked, and I liked all the stuff you guys called out. I, I loved every single moment with um, with Andrew Garfield, and Tobey Maguire was there, and <laughs> he was there. <laughs> he existed in the film. Um, and Tom Holland is, of course, great. Why are you barking? Um, <laughs> Dog will not stand your slander of Tobey Maguire. Yeah, she she's like, I liked that sweet potato a lot. Um, but like, it it was so much cool stuff. And I don't, I'm not bothered by the fan servers. What I'm bothered by is, this, I think it's in equal parts, the story they chose to tell and shit that doesn't make sense. Um, I, I don't think the spell at the end makes sense for what you guys were bringing up. Like, wait, because those people who were coming because they know Peter Parker or Spider-Man don't know this Peter. So it wouldn't make sense if people just forgot this Peter. He had to erase the memory of all Peter, of an infinite number of Peter Parkers from everybody, which like he didn't bother. <laughs> no, he didn't. You know, you he know didn't. why? You know how? How? Comic books. I, I, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but, like, I I will take the because comic books, if it makes sense within the story, 
or not not if it makes sense within the story but if there isn't a better like option um like for me like i hated the whole the the college plotline i thought it was just a waste of time um i think that you could have oh i think you could have told that story and had it more focused and been about how this knowledge is affecting the people he loves um, I think that would have kept it more. And I know they tried to do it with it, but like, why wasn't it enough just that MJ was getting like harassed and that he does this thing and she's like, you did this for me. You didn't talk to me about it. I, and I also really hate that he didn't tell MJ at the end, even though she very clearly told him that was his want. And I think that if you want it to be that he made that choice and it was a bad choice, you needed to build that theme up better. Like she has the quick thing early where she's like, just talk to us about it. Um, and then he's like, yeah, yeah. And then he chooses not to because she sees the scar. Well, she, she's also still wearing the Black Dahlia necklace. Um, but he's choosing to see where he was, what was wrong for her. And he gets to take away what was very clearly her choice. And I know that it's something they're going to do in future movies. And I know that's going to end up being the point. But I just don't feel like that's the story we needed to tell right now. Um, and going on from that, there's after the fact that I just didn't like the bones of the movie. There's a bunch of little stuff that I can go into that I'm like this. Like to me, it doesn't like... If, like, if it's going to be the college thing and you go to Stephen Strange, yes, he wants to be impressive and yes, he's got a massive ego, but I think he would have just been, he would have been just as served to be like, well, I can't get you in MIT, but I know like five people on the board at Johns Hopkins. Do you and all of your friends want to go to John Hopkins? So like, and I know that's a small thing, but I didn't like the bones of the movie. And I think a big part of that is I don't understand why Peter has to suffer. Like, I mean... Are you I, not familiar with Spider-Man? I am familiar with Spider-Man. <laughs> but like, I just, it feels like it's too much. And, and on that point, why do we have to tell the same stories that we've told before? Like, I, I feel like to me, Tony was enough. I feel like we could have built up more the thing with him and MJ and him having this weird float between like wanting to honor and listen to her wishes and being afraid of losing her. I feel like we very easily could have subbed out um, Aunt May dying with MJ getting hurt. Um, I think we could have built that up much. I don't know if Mr. Domain just wanted out of the movies. So they said, cause like one of my favorite things about this incarnation of Spider-Man is that we didn't bother to do the uncle Ben thing again, because Jesus Christ, we just done the uncle Ben thing twice, which honestly is, I think the biggest problem with, uh, the Andrew Garfield movies is that it tries to tell the exact same movie that we had already just seen with Tobey Maguire. I think if the Andrew Garfield ones had maybe leaned harder into the, what they did differently about his father, but like skipped the Ben stuff, people would have been more interested. I don't know. Andrew Garfield's my favorite version of this character. Um, but it just, it all, it just, the themes, I don't feel like were very cohesive. As an individual movie, I think it suffers because it obviously had places it needed to get to to be part of the whole network of Marvel movies. And like that's kind of a conceit that we've reached with these movies at these this time, that they're not individualized stories. But I think I think it leaned for me a little too hard into that. Like certain things had to happen. 
and I never disliked the the relationship he had with Tony and that he's Tony Jr. But because he didn't, he never ever came off as a Tony clone to me. I think that's a ridiculous take. Um, so the idea that it's like, oh, that's all gone now, and he's a lone Spider-Man, I'm not super thrilled about. Um, but yeah, I. I want to. I, Why do you hate America, Katie? <laughs> I hate America so much. I'm trying so, to move out of it. Initially, um, initially, my concern with us having this conversation with you, Katie, was you feeling alienated because nobody really like agreed with you. Um, <laughs> but like, honestly, like everything that you brought up makes sense. It's it's the same things that people brought up about Endgame that I could see their points, but at the same time, too, I just. I'm not a harsh critic of movies unless there's something really wrong with it. Um, yeah. And like, for the most part, I just want to go and I want to enjoy the flick and I enjoy the flick. And um, I also realized, even though I remember thinking when I saw the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies, I was like, he doesn't really make a great Spider-Man as far as like a good Peter Parker or anything like that. Man, I was nostalgic as fuck about that dude being <laughs> Spider-Man. Like when he showed up, I was so goddamn excited. I was like, oh, I'm fucking Tobey, hell yeah. I was so excited. And then, spoiler, huge spoiler. Oh my God, if you haven't seen the movie, stop listening and don't listen to this part, okay? Skip like 30 seconds. When fucking Green Goblin stabs his ass, I was like, you're not gonna kill Tobey Maguire in front of my fucking face. What is wrong? I was mad. I was like getting upset. I was like, I was like, no, you cannot kill him. And then he just kind of walked it off. And I was like, oh, well, all right, cool. <laughs> They're not gonna kill Tobey, that's good. And here's the thing, I also, I do agree with you that like all of this stuff, is stuff that is like, eh. but I think for me, the reason it goes over the line and what you said is like, there has to be something majorly wrong with it. I think for me, what pushed me over the line to majorly long is that I really enjoy the relationship that, 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 that Spider-Man has always been a character who really relies on his support network. You know what I mean? Like MJ and Aunt May have always been an important oh, part for him. And they completely take that away. And they just nuked that. So I think that's what pushed it over the line to me that that's gone for him um to the and that that's the major thing wrong with that movie to me and it makes all this other stuff kind of just like bubble up and brine to the service um yeah and like no. ma has been done in so many different ways i did love the way marissa tomato was Mary. um but i just to me that's what is special about spider-man is is his support network and for that to be gone i'm like oh man and like you know what i mean like yeah yeah that's why I, there's something majorly wrong with this movie to me i also wanted to point out too that there was a really really good callback to the movie swingers <laughs> which was one of john favreau's early movies when aunt may and happy are breaking up i don't know if did anybody else notice this too the way that they're breaking up and he was like it was almost word for not word for word but it was very very similar to the way that mikey handled his business in swingers and i was like this is a really no, nice callback I, at all. I was like man this is a really nice callback and i was i'm like just like chuckling to myself i was like this is this is cool seeing happy like this like yeah um i enjoyed that whole dynamic of the two of them back and forth i thought that was really cool um but yeah, I, I, I can see what you're saying with that. And that's a really good point too, Katie, that like the thing that one of the things that is like a a key component of Spider-Man is that. But then like it's funny too, because that's that's your take on this, but the inverse with like how did you feel about the first um 
the first two Spider-Man movies that were. I like. I like okay. it a lot. Um, it's funny that there's such a disparity between your take on what is Spider-Man and these <laughs> other people who didn't like those first two for the exact same reason, only but in the have, in the reverse. You know what I mean? And it goes back to like that whole thing we were talking about. Um, which would now be in the other episode, that why would you tell the story the exact same way twice? But like to me, there are fundamentals of a story. Yeah. Like if, if we're talking about Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, well, a fundamental of the story is going to be like how he relates to, what was the name of the girl character in that? Trillian. Trillian. Like that's always going to be a fundamental of that story. If you're not, if you don't have that element, then you might as well not be telling that story, but you can change the, like the, like the, the surface level stuff for yeah. me and my interpretation of spider-man that those core relationships are bones of it and i don't care if you change like the relationship with tony or like the other stuff about it that bothered everybody else that's not the same core of who spider-man is um and i feel like that's even kind of echoed in this movie because they all had an aunt may and they all had it a, a girlfriend and they all had these important connections and that's what brought them together though like for me another theme of the movie was the fact was how important the network is but it also seemed to like because like at the end when he's like what makes me different is i have worked on a team um so let's use that to our advantage but then also it was like well what spider-man needs to help him is just more of spider-man um that, I don't know. That's kind of just a muddled thought in my head. I, I, uh, mm. um, yeah, that I, I, I feel like at that point we're going down like we're going down some weird roads that are. Well, not I, I think you're. I first and foremost, I'm not going to try and invalidate any of your opinions on this. You feel the way you feel. Dope. That like you know, me, me and you disagree plenty about comics, yeah. uh, and various other things. But I do think that the idea of the Spider-Man not be not really being enough of a team or or like that that team idea being applied with them, I feel like you're trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. At this point, you've you've you have a feeling about the movie, and so now you're trying to like find elements in the movie overall that will now fit into your feeling. I mean, you're probably right. <laughs> well, and don't be wrong. Like like the 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 reason that I think that you're you, you have these takes, like I I. We disagree, but I don't think that they're they're um I don't think you're wrong about those things. But I do think like that particular thing, like that doesn't I don't know if that really fits. No, I, I'm kinda of just spitballing at that point. I so um my buddy Phil, who was on to certainly listen to this episode, uh he and I had a conversation about uh one of the points you made. And much like you and I will be on this, he and I were on opposite sides of this issue. He agrees with you in terms of Peter's decision um, about uh, MJ. Mm -hmm. um, he thinks that it is, it takes away her agency, um, that it is a, a decision she made, and that by him making that decision for her, he is undermining her. Um, my take on it is this is Peter protecting his friends. Yeah, that's what it is. And, and like, there's no, I, I don't, I, I, one, I think that's indisputable. But two, whether or not that's a good thing, I think is kind of up in the air. But I, I think this is him making the mature decision. 
Like, I, I want to be a part of it. I, well, what I do is very dangerous. Well, I still want to be around. No. The end. Like, the, I, and that's it. I, I think that... Um, I think he makes... Well, and, and, and this is a thing that I thought was very funny, is... is me and Phil both feel feel uh, feel different ways about for the exact same reason. Uh, he thinks that that is a teenage boy's idea of maturity. I think that is the most mature one of the most mature decisions he's ever made. Um, and I think that because it's it is about him removing his own feelings from the situation in terms of at least his his own uh, uh, his own desires. Um, he he is stepping back and saying, um, as much as I want this person and these people, because that's the thing. If it was just MJ, I'd be more inclined to agree with you. But it's not. It's it's her and Ned at the very least. So it becomes not just a man making a decision on behalf of a woman. It becomes this person making a decision that will affect, that will almost certainly negatively affect other people and people that are close to him. See, I can good. To me it's not even then it's it's I've decided my feelings of worry for you I care more about than my feelings of want to be wanting to be close to you. Um it's still about his feelings. I suppose I, um, I don't know I guess I just don't I just don't disagree with the choice. I think that that He's right. In order to, if you if you are Spider Man, you are constantly putting in, put yourself in danger, and anyone close to you, um, like to to be in a relationship. Which I mean, like, let's all be honest about the fact that we're going to get another romantic relationship between Peter Parker and someone. So all this is going to go out the window. Not. I mean, anything. I think it's going to eventually be it. I, like she has a line at the end where she's like, "Tell me, or I will figure it out." That's another thing that I feel about the spell that it didn't probably erase all. I think she's going to figure it out, to tell you the honest truth. I mean, I think she can definitely come to that conclusion again, but yeah, I, as far as the spell is concerned, I think she definitely doesn't know. What about, like, again, if we're going into the whole concept, it's just the memories and it's not the di the, the, the actual, like, digital footprint. Um, pictures. Yeah. You know, like, there could be something there, because I don't think, like, that's the thing, is, like, a, a general across-the-board spell we don't know exactly how it affects everything. So could there be something? Yes. But like one of the things that I wanted to jump in here with the, with real quick is you had said, Rambo, you said that your friend Phil had said basically that this is like a teenager's um, perspective of the right, the right decision. I actually agree with that. And the reason why is because in his mind, this is the right decision in his mind. This is, it makes sense. And in a very like base level, this was the right decision, but as we all have learned as adults, as we get older, like the easiest decision is not always the best decision, but also flip side too, shit involving all of your friends and all of the feelings and all of the things that involve like, uh, like Katie is saying, making a decision for somebody else, you may make a decision that you feel is the right one, but you're still wrong in that. There's no black and white, this is right, this is wrong, there's shades of gray. So like, I still think what he did was the, sacrifice he sacrificed what he wanted for the greater good but still in doing so there were missteps and it's but that makes sense because that's kind of spider-man in a nutshell yeah like he makes what he thinks is the right decision but he still ends up suffering for it 
and I, and, and like, not to get weird, but like, I've, it's something that concept is very personal to me because I've spent a lot of my adult life trying to get people to make the right decisions and trying to make decisions for people so that they would have a better life because I know better and it has not worked out well. So like, it just, I, I agree with it. It's, it's, it's the young, it's, I agree with Phil that it's, it's, it's a teenager's idea of what the noble sacrifice is that you can, you can make the decision for other people because you know what's better for them. Well, that's pro it's not that's never going to turn out right and it's and it's not the right decision people have a right to make choices for themselves and she very clearly made a choice for herself okay um, then i'll 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 ask this question if if it's okay well, no, how best to put this why should peter also have to suffer in, in this particular way? Why should he also have to be constantly worrying about what's gonna to happen to her and everyone else that know who Spider-Man is? Okay, okay. So why can't he honor her wishes, let her know, but then say, I can't have you involved with this anymore? So it's it's better it's better honestly, honestly, it's better to, to give her the information and then to be like fuck you no uh, I, <laughs> to I'm, take it away entirely. I'm gonna tell you honestly. I'm gonna say yes because it's he. Uh, it's not like she'd get those memories back. I don't. I I get what you're saying, Katie. I I I'm kind of in between the two. Like the, because I can. Even, can't you imagine being in a situation like that? Like you're you're Peter Parker. Oh. You know all that's happened. You see this thing, and then you see, hey, she's got a life. She's going to MIT. Things are fine for her. And just kind of taking yourself out of the equation, being like, you know what? Maybe it's best if I don't say anything because all it's gonna do is make her life more difficult, cause more problems, cause more drama. And like, here's the other side of this too. He just went through some really traumatic shit. Like, the and, only and, person that's a family member of his just got like like murdered in front of his eyes. And let's let's be clear, May is only dead because she knew he was Spider-Man. Yeah, no. I I see all of this and I understand all of this. And like there's nothing we hate more than echoes of ourselves. So like fundamentally I understand it. But I this is I think where I'm going into where like it's not that I don't understand the choice that that character would make. I am mad that that's the story they've chosen to tell. I think that's fair. I mean, like, it's... I think it was still a good story, in my opinion. Um, where they went with it, I thought made for something that fits for what we've seen with Sp Spider-Man's history. Could they have gone in a different direction? Yeah, like we mentioned before. The MCU sometimes cares about what happens in the comic books and sometimes doesn't, you know, honestly, I like that. I like that. They've, they've gotten creative with it. Um, I walked away from this thinking that overall the movie was, was good. And maybe we're going to see something where all of this changes. Maybe he does, you know, honestly, all, all of what you're saying right now, Katie, maybe that's something that factors into the equation with this, because like be that has been something that they have been, they've done very well with Spider-Man. He has been thoughtful. Well, and that's the other thing that I like. I I said it's like as a self-contained movie, I think it suffers because these might be plot points that are intended for the future, but I don't have that future yet. 
So I can only react to what I've experienced. And my, my experience right now is that I don't, I, I dislike. <laughs> oh yeah, you shouldn't have to, you shouldn't have to account for, uh, for non-existent variables in your opinion about something. Like, well, well, it's set up for later. Okay, but it gets in the way of this story. Like, yeah. that's a problem. Oh, and, and real quick, um, uh, one of the screenwriters, uh, what's his fucking name? Eric Summers. Um, Eric Summers was, uh, basically somebody was like, so how does the, how does the spell work? How does that work? Um, and the quote is, we were like, do we do a Back to the Future kind of thing where you see him fading out of photos? Does he still have a driver's license or a passport? It just led to more questions. We decided, let's try to do it in the most satisfying way and just focus on the emotion of it. And then if people have questions about some of those details that don't didn't get answered here, we'll answer them hopefully in another movie somewhere down the line. Okay. See, to me, like how it, how it would make the most sense to me is that it's a memory thing, but it's also like if you were to see a picture of him, you would have like a fuzzy moment that kind of like direction and not think about it too much. It's the, uh, the, the doctor who, um, Oh fuck. What's it called? God damn it. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? It's, it's a, it's like the chameleon circuit kind of thing where like you can see it, but you can only see it if you look like out of the corner of your eye. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you look directly at it, you can't actually see it. Yeah. That's, that's kind of how I imagine. That's how it makes sense to me. That makes sense. Um, especially when you consider that he only had like a couple of minutes to get ready and he was already doing all this other stuff. And that other spell, he took all the prep and all the stuff like that. Um, I mean, I, but once again, it's logistics. But like, and none of this would bother me if I, if, if this movie didn't fuck with what I feel, what I perceive to be the core of Spider-Man, none of this shit would probably bother me. But it does, so it does. See, that's that's the thing. Also, like, I don't, I never think of Spider-Man as having like a team. Like, I, like in my yeah. mind, Spider-Man is always a guy who's working alone, and that's why it's been so unusual in the last couple of years to see him pop up with and work with other people. Is for me a big part of the storytelling of Spider-Man is he's even you know in his in his like late 20s early 30s he's still just a kid he's still just a kid who's doing things impossible things that no one should have uh, uh should expect him to be able to do including himself like yeah. there's a degree of and, and it's why like this like the suffering part of it is also really important is the reason that peter a hundred percent the reason that peter does what he does is because of a mistake he made and he's always trying to pay that back um, because he like, you know, he was selfish for just a little bit yeah. and that led to a huge loss. And like, that's the thing. We don't know that Ben didn't exist. There's implications that he definitely did. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. I mean, they just don't Yeah. I mean, if he wasn't Joe Pesci in the MCU, I'm going to be seriously pissed. Uh. I made a full list of people. <laughs> I, 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 I definitely talked about that with a, a, with another person and um after the conversation it was like we should probably find somebody a little closer in age and i have a full list of people how much how much how much older is he than marissa tomei like 10 or 15 years really i didn't know yeah like like significantly older (laughs) well because part of it's just that she's aged so well oh yeah 100 percent. yeah marissa tomei looks phenomenal 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, Joe Pesci's in like his seventies. Oh, you think? Um, can we just can we just make it um, that uh, Randy the Ram Robinson from The Wrestler <laughs> is Uncle Ben? <laughs> oh, excuse me. To be clear, Joe Pesci is seventy-eight. Good lord! What? <laughs> what? I mean, and how, just like, yeah. just the, he like, is he is twenty-one years older than she. Oh is. my god! No. Yeah, Mickey. How old is Mickey Rourke? I'm looking up Mickey Rourke right now. <laughs> Hang on. Oh, he couldn't though, cause he was Whiplash. Shit, we can't yeah. have we'll him. Just in ignore MC. that. You just get oh. the haircut. Oh yeah, Mickey Rourke, uh, 69 years old. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the same age as my mother. <laughs> nice. <laughs> how old is Marissa Tomei? 57. 57 and 69. That's. 12, She's nah. almost 60. That woman is almost 60 years old. What the fuck? Who can we age? Who would be the right fit then? Who would be Who would be Uncle Ben? We'll We'll end on this and then we'll, we'll wrap up. Uh, MC, I know you've got to have thoughts on this, man. Who Who do you think Uncle Ben should be in the MCU? Uh, well, I was Team Joe Pesci until that information. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I have I have five choices. Okay. I have five choices. Um. Of these five, uh, thus far, none of them have appeared in the MCU, and they are all age-appropriate within five years above or below her age. My personal favorite, you know, I'll, I'll leave that for the end. Um, the choices are uh, John Leguizamo. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I like Leguizamo. I like that one. Okay. Emilio Estevez. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> why is that funny? I don't know why. Like, it... <laughs> It just makes me laugh. Like, I don't know why that makes me laugh. And I'm like, I just, yeah. Okay. Uh, Ralph Macchio, which would also maintain the My Cousin Vinny connection. <laughs> that's true. Though yeah. no, that's insane that she was close to her name. Oh, that's gross. That's yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I love that movie. But go back and really look at the two of them. It is obvious. It is very clear. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, but honestly, she can play above age, though, in that movie because of the character that she's playing with the big teased hair and the yeah. makeup and the over, like, the big gaudy jewelry and stuff like that. So, I mean, it makes sense with, like, the character she's playing and that, it, that honestly, I mean, her it, actual age doesn't matter. It does, but it's also, like, you look at, like, Long Island in the early 90s. Sir. That, <laughs> I mean, You're saying that he's Joey Buttafuoco and she's I mean, uh, Amy Fisher. Tantillo, tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> she looks like every one of my aunts. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this one I actually I, I said as a joke to somebody. The more I, the more I thought about it, the more I liked it. Kevin James. Oh, my. God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. I love that. Kevin James, I could I could see him and pulling it off. But honestly, my personal favorite is John Cusack. Mm. I like John Cusack as an actor. Um, the, well, hang on, let me clarify. I like John. There's a lot of things that John Cusack has done that I like. Um, I, the more and more I learn about him as a person, he's just a prick, and like <laughs> that that sours yeah. it. But at the same time, at the same time, I I like a lot of movies he's been in. So. I would let it go because he's. I haven't heard that he's a bad person. I just heard that he's a douche. Oh yeah, I mean, I'll take a dickhead like yeah. over, yeah, over like a monster. Because like, let me let me tell you what what wins me over every fucking time, and that's gross point blank. 
Oh, like, God damn it. <laughs> just, just seeing him in the MCU and having like, I don't know, like Thor being like, you want to do some blow? And he's like, I do not. Like, <laughs> there is no us so what is it man? like what do you what do you got in you what, you, you, you want to read that what is that <laughs> just go ahead and get to the end for a, for, for a while for a while for a while <laughs> oh, fuck i need to watch that today god damn it i love that movie oh <laughs> uh, i just thought you were one of those uh do nothing misanthropes that I read about in Newsweek. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So, the, for all of you folks who've never watched Gross Point Blank, uh, fucking watch it. It's great. Uh, fucking Hitman goes to his ten-year high school reunion. Like that should be enough. Yeah. And yeah, Jeremy Piven's good in that. Um, what's Mini Driver name? is amazing. Yeah. Mini Driver is great. Uh, Dan Aykroyd as the recruiter. Yeah. Um, what's what's the therapist's name? Uh, it's Alan Arkin, uh, right? Alan Arkin, yeah. Alan Arkin as his therapist is really fucking good. Too. I frequently use, that wasn't nice. That wasn't designed to make me feel good. <laughs> 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 oh, that's such a great movie, man. Uh, yeah, definitely got to watch that one again. But yeah, honestly, I like, I really like Kevin James because one, um, where's Spider-Man from? Where's Peter Parker from? <laughs> Queens. Queens. Kevin James had a show called The King and of who Queens. who is the King of Queens? Yep. <laughs> who is the King of Queens? <laughs> Have some goddamn respect for the King of Queens. That just works. Because honestly, and it's nothing against either actress, they're both wonderful in the things that they do, but you take Leah Remini and you remove her and you put Marissa Tomei into The King of Queens, that show still works. Oh, fuck <laughs> yeah. It's fine. Yeah, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only the only sad part is is that we don't get Great Uncle Arthur, um, Jerry Stiller. God Jerry rest his Stiller. soul. Yeah, can you just imagine Jerry Stiller in the MCU, just like yelling like Frank Costanza from Seinfeld? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's the MCU J. Jonah Jameson. There you go. Fucking Jerry Stiller. It's fucking Jerry Stiller, like yelling and screaming like all the time. <laughs> Oh, oh my god, now I'm just like trying to think of MCU lines as Jerry Stiller. Just like <laughs> Oh my god, that would be fantastic. Now now I'm doing like an MCU uh Seinfeld mashup. Like who would Kramer be? Who would Jerry be? Like who would George be? Like yeah. Well, I mean we know who Elaine would be. Well, obvious. Oh shit, it's already happening. <laughs> <laughs> That was so genuine. <laughs> the realization was so, yeah. wonderful. <laughs> oh, come so, so now we now we gotta have Patrick Warburton just be somebody. But like all like all they can do is just imagine Patrick Warburton reading like Captain America's lines. So uh when somebody tells you to move, you say no. You move. You move. <laughs> I can do this all day. <laughs> Vendors. Assemble. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, on your right. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> I feel like if he's going to be Captain America, then, like, goddamn, who's going to be... Who is, like, his arch nemesis? It would have to be... 
I'm just trying to think of like somebody. No, because everybody liked Putty, right? Like, no, it would have because they went to the uh, the fucking hockey game and he was he did his paint uh, his face paint like the devils. Yeah. Um, so I feel like Jerry would be like his nemesis. So I, you know, that was my first thought, and yeah. and then I thought, are you going to make the Jewish actor? No, I was Red not Skull. going for Red Skull. I was going, I was going for Bucky. <laughs> <laughs> but now that makes it even worse. Like, <laughs> oh my god! What is the deal with my arm? <laughs> <laughs> What's the deal with Mission Report? Like. <laughs> <laughs> This is officially the dumbest thing we've ever come up with on the show. Oh, man. And that's a high bar. <laughs> man, 2022 is going to be dope. Um, on that note, I hope you enjoyed that horrible joke, uh, a series of jokes we just made. Um, but we appreciate you. We really, truly do. It's going to be another great year. We have so many cool things that we are planning to do. Hopefully, this damn pandemic gets under control and we can actually like do you know stuff with people. Because I'll tell you right now, if things continue the way they are going, I am not even remotely interested in doing any sort of events. No, thank you. Yeah. Um, I am going to stay away and we will just be virtual for the rest of 2022. So let's all cross our fingers and hope that some people like pull their heads out of their asses and uh, things get a little bit better. But that being said, um, thank you all, um, all of the panelists here. So MC, uh, Rambo, Katie, thank you so much for joining us uh, and giving us your your takes on Spider-Man. And honestly, a lot of thoughtful stuff, too. It wasn't just like, I didn't like it. Why not? I don't know. <laughs> Reasons. Popcorn yeah. was cold. Yeah, she was stupid. No, it's just, it's so weird. Because, like, like I said, everything you guys liked, I liked, too. But yeah. I'm like, I still, yeah. yeah. They were fucking out of milk duds. It's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. I was just in a bad mood that day. This kid in front of me, like, kept... Like laughing really loud and obnoxiously, wouldn't stop. Just oh God! Me. There were like four guys behind me the first time I saw it who would not shut the fuck up. Oh, <laughs> uh, man! Fucking like late teenagers, teenagers or like early twenties who just would not stop talking. Do you, do you feel every like, time yeah. MJ was on screen, like, oh, she's so fucking hot. Shut up, you losers! <laughs> the damn kids and their opinions. You're goddamn right. Yeah, I will be the oldest man. I I don't care. You're at the movies, you shut your goddamn mouth. You will have some respect for the sanctity of cinema. Phones. The damn uh, cell phones. And they're... I'm going to walk around with a fucking taser. Jesus. Just violently enforcing rules at the movie yeah. theater. Yeah. We live um, in a society. We... we... <laughs> We've officially gone off the rails, folks. Let's end this before it gets worse. <laughs> Shout out to MC. Shout out to James Rambo. Thank you very much, Katie. Thank you all out there who are listening. Uh, my name is Mike Lunsford. And remember, together there are no heights that we cannot reach. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Bags. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, boy!
Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network Production Juice Bags. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, boy!